you got to turn your mic on. You have to. Nope. You have to. Because I'll help you carry on. How how about Canty? I know. Canty with the pipes there? Come on now. It won't be long now. Gonna need afraid if I sing and leave the mic on. The remaining two listeners would have just left. You can make it Scott Stapp. You can just make it Creedish. We all need somebody. It's the facial expressions. You can actually sing. I can sing if I'm doing an impression of a singer. No, you can't. Because every once in a while, you would bust something out on SportsCenter AM, and you'd go like super deep. We'd go deep. We'd go a little falsetto, too. We can go high. We could summer nights this thing. Okay. You know? I was always a little impressed. (laughs) Very. A little. Just a little. Just a modicum. Because it would take me by surprise, I guess. Well, what are the rules? Because we can't do it on SportsCenter. We can't. That's the thing that people don't understand. You can't Can't. sing. There's a lot of like anti-fun police rules in place. Because, like, we can't sing. We can only, like, really speak so many lyrics. We yeah. can't hum it. Well, it costs money. It all costs money. That's yes. Right? Like, all the song rights, all that stuff. Otherwise, it would be a But even Disney Disney show. show. Disney no, movies. No, we can't. I was, like, I was like, we can sing Let It Go, right? And they were like, mm-mm, mm-hmm. no. You can sing Happy Birthday. That's in the public domain now. Yep. And that used to be the most expensive song yep. to sing. You know who could probably pay for those fines? Russell Wilson. Nailed it. <laughs> It's Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. She's Nicole Briscoe. I'm Randy Scott. Uh, in for the musically talented Canty and Carlin on their own uh, eponymous program. How about that? ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up you on the Dr. Northwestern Dr. Friends. Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN. You know how I know. 888-STOP-IT. 8, 729-3776. It's not Syracuse. It's not CrossFit. It's not veganism. Okay. Northwestern people don't start conversations it's with it. It's about as close no, to that. It's yes, it not. is. Only if they win over Nebraska in Ireland, which happened, which we haven't talked about yet. Here we are. It was third hour. It matter. Third hour of the program is literally days ago. But let's talk about Russell Wilson getting this contract. Five-year extension, $265 million, but it's a hundred. Is it, well, I want to make sure I have that right. I know it's $165 million is guaranteed. Five years, a lot of money. He's 33. 245 What do I have? There? Yeah. 245 total, buck 65, 165 million guaranteed for Broncos country. Let's ride. So he has that. And you, you, okay, you know, listen, the Broncos had to do it. You know what? And you know who agrees with us on that? Because you said it as much. Yep. We'll run through again the list of. I can't run through the list because I cannot think of their names. But that's, and that's more to the point. But since Peyton Manning walked out the door, there have Mm -hmm. been 11 different starting quarterbacks, 11, and you can't think of their names. You can't. And that is the point. They got in Russell Wilson. He brings with him a pedigree. He brings leadership. He brings success. And he brings a desire to sort of like step it up. And guess what? That's exactly what they're doing. They're committing to it. And they're bringing to end a list of 11 quarterbacks in like five years. Well, it's 11. It is 11 quarterbacks. And one of them is a running back. We're talking about like players who got starts at quarterback for we the Broncos. We are including like the four that played in 2020. But that's still that, the point. Like, that is you, the point. You needed to run that deep in your quarterback room. Yeah. To Field the position. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay started. A, he's a running back. He started Trevor a game Simeon. at court. Listen, Trevor Simeon. You could do a lot worse than Trevor Simeon. Okay, he's he's a high point on that list. But that's the point. If Trevor Simeon is your high point, don't do since this. Since Peyton Manning, don't do this. They should have given Russell Wilson more money. <laughs> they gave him a lot of money. One hundred sixty-five million dollars guaranteed is the sticking point. And Stephen A. Smith echoes your sentiment and partially mine. He was on first take today and said the Wilson thing is a no-brainer for the Broncos. 
I would remind everybody that over the last five or six years or so, the Denver Broncos quarterback from the quarterback position have averaged about 19 touchdown passes. Russell Wilson has averaged 33. The brother's record as a starter is 104 and 53. He is a nine-time All-Pro. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a big-time quarterback. He knows how to win. In the end, when you take all of that into consideration, you know you can depend on him. Yep. You know you can trust him. You know he knows how to act and conduct himself. Mm-hmm. You know he knows how to lead. You combine that with his level of production, and then you take into account the yeah. absence of production you've had from the quarterback position. Since Peyton Manning retired, there is nothing to talk about. Not only does he deserve this money, I don't think the Denver Broncos have much of a choice. Didn't have a choice. Had to do it. This team's been supposedly a quarterback away for a couple of years. The defense has been good. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver talent is there. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, at Al. It's there. It's, it's ready there. to be capitalized on. Running back stable. Get it, Broncos. Javante mm-hmm. Williams, Melvin Gordon the third. Even Lindsey was there for a little bit. Like the pieces are the pieces are in place. Now, financially, let's just make a business even more so and talk about the fact that there is a quarterback out there who has won an MVP award more recently than Russell Wilson has and won is anything. Younger. And is younger and who does not have this extension and wants it and has a deadline in place with the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. does, of September 11th. He says, once this season starts, I'm playing this season out, and then we are not talking about a contract extension moving forward. And you, you know how he's informed to say that? Because he's representing... He's his own him. agent. Exactly. Are you exactly. are you of the mind that this does reset the market for him? The fact that you've got Aaron Rodgers out there, what, making a guaranteed annual value of, what, north of $50 million north of 50. a year. Yeah. This drops below that. It puts Russell Wilson in the top five, but he essentially took less money than maybe he could have gotten. But do you do you agree that this resets the market? Because I, I don't think it does. It doesn't, it doesn't reset the market. It doesn't. Uh, Deshaun Watson set the market. That's like... This at 165 for Wilson is good for someone Wilson's age. Exactly. Lamar Jackson is not on the same like I was going to say playing field age but, timeline. Right, he's not on that he's not on that plane. But Deshaun Watson is. You could sign Lamar Jackson to a 7-year contract mm-hmm. at a fully guaranteed amount of say 200 just a round number, 200 million dollars, which would be 30 million than Deshaun Watson's guaranteed number. If you if if you want to price is right this thing if you're Lamar Jackson's camp right his representation group mm-hmm. which includes himself and his family if you want to just one dollar over right you know what I mean if this is the showcase showdown and the Browns are there and their bid is two hundred thirty million dollars well if you're the Ravens if you're if you're Lamar and you want it to be two hundred thirty million plus one dollar just to just to be the record holder and you do that over seven years he would then still be Lamar Jackson would be a year younger than Russell Wilson is because now. is it worth losing him. If you are the Ravens and you make him mad and you're like, he's already mad. But if you make it worse, if you make it feel like he's not appreciated, he's underappreciated, he is undervalued. And look, that's that's something that happens a lot. Is it worth it? I I say no, but I say we're already there. And you know who agrees with you is, I mean, are the guys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt? Actually, this is Keyshawn Johnson talking about whether or not this resets the market for Lamar. They're recorrecting the market now because Deshaun's deal in Cleveland was an outlier because of the situation in the he's Cleveland basically a free agent. Yeah. So, yeah, they're recorrecting the market. Lamar will come in slightly around $200 million fully guaranteed and not a penny above that. All right, so, so 
removing Deshaun Watson. Again, that's Keyshawn Johnson on Keyshawn J. Will uh, and Max, which you can hear at, at 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. He says, hey, that's that's an out. take your 230 and throw it out there. But I'm, I'm sorry, you can't just say, oh, we're giving him $230 million because of the situation and throw that out there. It's, he's not talking. I don't think the, the situation being the, it's two hundred and thirty million the, the, the because free you agency think he, no, I thought I see I took it the other way. I took it the situation as it as is two hundred and thirty million as in because you know he's gonna miss time and he wants to get his money up front. That's what I took. I it. thought the situation was because he he was done with the Texans. You know what I mean? Like he sat out last yeah. season because of the dispute with the Texans, not the same thing could happen for Lamar conduct. Jackson. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it will. I, you know, Lamar's been at training camp. He hasn't played any of the preseason games, but he's been at camp. Yep. And but you run the risk. Yeah, of, you do. You run the risk, and is it like the devil you know or the devil you don't? Yeah. And I just I don't understand. I know that the the, the Ravens camp came out and they were like, "Oh, why did you do that, Cleveland? Yeah. Why did you put everyone else in this situation?" And I understand that it sucks if you have to spend that amount of money. But do you want to get rid of him? Do you want to lose him? No. What's out there? Six year. Who are you going to get? That's who's better. Yeah. No. I. 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 I get it. Uh, Six year contract. Two hundred sixty million dollars. Two hundred million guaranteed. Give him. Get it done. Round numbers. Patrick Mahomes money. Round numbers. It's over. Average annual value is in the top five, but it's not number one. He gets two hundred million guaranteed. That sets the non Deshaun Watson market. We're done. It's over. Uh, The premier, rather, the founder of the Premier League Lacrosse is going to join us when we come back. This streaming content that he has right now on ESPN Plus, Paul Rabel, is tremendous. We'll talk to him all about it. It's Nicole Briscoe, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Dan Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80 and your smart speaker and however you found us, we're, we're glad you did. Nicole Briscoe, Randy Scott in for the guys, uh, once again presented by Progressive Insurance. Want to get to it quickly here. Joining us on the ESPN call-in line is the founder of PLL and the star of the new ESPN Plus film, Fate of a Sport, Paul Rabel. And it's streaming live on ESPN Plus. There are going to be a couple of linear airings, and we'll get to that. That's housekeeping, Paul. But we got to make sure that you yeah. go ahead and, and give us a reason to promote it. Uh, no, but the, 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 like there are we were we were joking. We were we were like there are so many like this has to be an eight minute segment, and there are so many questions that we have because just watching, just getting a Wait, taste. Am I only? Am I, do I only get a three and a half minute segment? Not at all. No, Talk we're going to go the full. Apropos to lacrosse, Randy, we're go shut up full, and ask the question. We're going to go the full eight. What prompted okay. you to say there's enough here in this sport, in my body, and my energy to launch not just a team but a league in this? Take us back pre 2018. Uh, wow. I guess I guess the 
example was the life that I was living. I, I mean, I was a professional lacrosse player in the competitive league that you'll see play out when we went head-to-head in Major League Lacrosse. And my rookie wage was $6,000, so I took a job in real estate. And then Under Armour signed me to an endorsement deal because I was active on Facebook and Instagram. And this was like before th- those platforms reached ubiquity and before athletes were really posting online. Um, and so I was like, damn, I think there is an opportunity here. I left my job in real estate and was kind of going the endorsement route that you see a lot of action sports athletes do. Um, and then at the same time, when the league I was playing in was launched in 2001, that was on kind of the upswing, but re- actually like really rough waters for MLS. UFC had just been acquired by the Fertitta brothers, but they were dealing with their own rap that they were trying to sort through as being a blood sport. But over those 10 years of me playing, I saw UFC and, and MLS take off. And MLL was going backwards, but participation in lacrosse globally was increasing the university level was both men's and women. And so you just scratch your head. Um, and, uh, my brother scratched all of his hair off. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, I took it and put it on my chest. You'll see a lot of that. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed guess, that. because <laughs> the film is, is very raw and unfiltered. Very I'm trying raw. to figure out how to like wrap this question and send it back to you. Like Weird. at least some people would find some interest in watching. No, it. take longer, take longer. Talk more about hairy <laughs> chest. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I think, um, look, it's, it's a, it's a movie, uh, that's incredibly uncomfortable for me to watch. Okay. Why? It's, why? Uh, it's very raw. It's just raw. It's honest. It's unfiltered. And to that, you know, kind of that world that I was referencing where I was building a brand and even that makes me cringe saying, um, when I was out of school, to try to justify being a full-time professional lacrosse player so that I could justify getting endorsement dollars. Um, you put, you, you manicure your profile. And, and I think everyone does to a degree. And it's like, these are the best things that happen all the time. And I'm super happy. And the documentary really covers the last three years of my career. Uh, the injured years, the years where you're not playing well. And, and I don't know many athletes, if they ever have a documentary would want it on the worst times. Uh, and then, <laughs> And then complicating matters with playing in the league that, that I helped launch with my brother. And it, so it, it's like a, a mixing pot of emotions. And I think that when people uh, initially saw the announcement and were tuning in, they were expecting it to be like a puff piece. And the best compliment we get uh, from those who watch the film is it's, it's a passion piece. And, uh, and I think that's why it's for any sports fan or, or business builder. That's what I was going to ask. Like the whole, the whole idea of one starting, starting a, a brand new league from scratch is, it seems incredibly difficult, but two, like now you, now you're asking people to watch this, this piece. And I can hear people being, Oh, I don't, I don't know anything about lacrosse or I'm not, I'm not a lacrosse fan. Why should I watch it? So what is, what is the answer to that question? Why should people who maybe don't know anything about lacrosse, why is this something that they should still watch? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go the angle of not talking about myself because I, I guess there are, uh, by surveying the internet, most athletes kind of 50-50, you hate them, you like them. Um, and so what, what people have done that have watched the film have come back and said, uh, wow, I feel really inspired about taking on this, about leaving my job and going for that, about doubling down uh, and getting ready for this audition or uh, going out to the field an extra hour early to work. Cause that, that's essentially 
what you see in the film. And there's a lot of vulnerability in it, but the, the message is you can do anything you want in life with the right commitment to the work, a great team, and ideally an older brother like Mike who's super compassionate to me um, and is the brains behind the operation. And then just a lot of doggedness and resilience. And I think athletes are blessed with that because the culture of what we're brought up in, in sports is that of, um, you know, just a, a lot of critical feedback and you're getting benched and you're losing and you come back and you come back and you come back. Um, and, and you have to create this almost irrational sense of optimism. It's hard enough to get recruited into college, to be drafted into the pros, to have an, a 10 year career, to be, you know, all pro X amount of times. That uh, that just actually requires a lot of resilience around losing more than others, and uh, and I think we show that, and hopefully it resonates for people. They may not even realize they're watching a lacrosse film. I mean, obviously, when you went into this with with a plan, hey, I'm going to start, you know, PLL. You, you had a dream of what it was going to look like. How does the how does the reality of of what we see right now compare to what you were dreaming of when you started this? You know, what four years ago we're probably still in mile one to three of the marathon. Um, and, and there, there is some, you know, there's like an, an element of, okay, this film's out and people walk away going, damn, they did it. But we also know we haven't done it yet. Uh, you know, we want to be the next UFC, the next MLS, the next F1. We have a path to getting there, right? We're not these, entrepreneurs, hopefully you, you get this when you see it, entrepreneurs are like, we're building the Uber of, or the Lyft of, um, or the Airbnb of, I, I know that's in so many different presentations are, are there's, there's 3 billion people that like, you know, chocolate brownies. Uh, that, that's a, such a great market. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, uh, we know how many sports fans there are in America. We also know that most of them don't know what lacrosse is and a lot of them may not like it, but, our best shot is, is twofold. We know there's a lot of lacrosse players and a lot of lacrosse fans around the world. We're on the path to being back in the Olympics again. We used to be an Olympic sport. People just don't know it. And, uh, and then we have a, a pretty good team to take our best shot at these casual sports fans in America that might give us a chance if they uh, can identify with us as a company, our teams, and our players. I want to get you out on this, Paul Rabel, founder of the PLL. What, you're, you're on LeBron's HBO show, The Shop. And the cast or the yeah. or the, the guests <laughs> are you, yeah. uh, Idris Elba, Drew Barrymore, and Kyrie Irving. What? Yeah. Okay, dude. I, I there's a question I want to ask, I and, so and then there's a questions. question that I'm gonna ask. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Let's but, do a second segment. I got time. You're you're a fly on the you're you're <laughs> in that conversation. What was it like working with that whole group, Le- LeBron in, in, included? Well, I spent I spent most of my time trying to figure out what I was gonna wear. Um, and then, and then once I landed on that, I showed up at this amazing set cause I watch all of the episodes and it's just like raw and authentic conversation around sport, meeting film, meeting pressure, meeting attention. Uh, what, what you'll find in this, uh, episodes, we talked for two and a half hours and somehow the, uh, the director and producer shapes it into a 30 minute episode. So I don't know what's going to be in it, but what you'll find is, uh, I think a lot of uh, open and vulnerable and, and kind of group therapeutical conversation. There was a little bit of crying. There was a lot of laughing and, uh, and there was just so much relatability. And I found 
that is our business is in LA and New York, but our headquarters is in LA. So we're kind of in the ecosystem of Hollywood. There's, there's a lot of similarities between the art of film and the art of sport, especially at the professional level. And I think that's why their show meshes the two really well. Okay. So real quick, and I know we got to go, but like when you were sitting with that group of people and you walked away, was there one person where you were like, "Mm, that person surprised me. I was expecting something different. I mean, I'm, as you guys can probably tell, I do uh, a lot of uh, research ahead of anything that I do. I take it very seriously. One, because it's hard to get your foot in the door as a lacrosse player, so you better come prepared. <laughs> but two, uh, I think, um, yeah, I just think I, I don't take those moments for granted. And, uh, and human connection is so powerful. That's why we love sports. We connect and disconnect so many different ways. Uh, so I, I was really excited to meet all of them. Although I'll say – for different reasons, right? Drew on the therapeutical, uh, kind of empathetic, compassionate side. Idris, as like I've watched his whole career, uh, and he's like a tough, badass, multi-talented DJ turned actor. And then Kyrie, uh, I actually really like the way that he takes a view on the world. And and his uh, mother comes from the Lakota Nation, so he's mm-hmm. native. Uh, as well, and and so there's this connection to the sport of lacrosse, which is also yeah. made an American game. And that's in the film. And that's in the film. Some of the some of the sort of heart to hearts that you have as both a player and the commissioner are are brought out by one of your teammates. And it is, I mean, there's 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 so many other questions, man. And I just I, I appreciate your effort as a fan of lacrosse, but also as as just a fan of, of good content, man. And you bring so many voices together in this film. And again, you can see it. Fate of a Sport's gonna have two linear airings on ESPN Thursday the 15th, and on ABC on the 18th, and that's ahead of the PLL Championship game, also on ABC, and of course it's streaming everywhere on ESPN+. Plus. Paul Rabel, we appreciate it, Kamish. Thank you, and the founder. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> really appreciate you guys. And I'll say, the linear viewings are going to be fun to watch, but they're going to be highly censored. I think there's around 80 F-bombs in the film, so Mike and I, are, you know, we're a little bit hazardous with our vernacular. All right, earmuffs, earmuffs. We'll take care of it. All right, thanks, Paul. <laughs> okay, thanks. I like how you're like, endorse, endorse. I like how he's like, it's a problem. Yeah, not a problem, even a little bit. And it's it is gonna it, it's a good watch. It's a real fun watch. You do not have to be a lacrosse fan uh, to enjoy that. We're gonna head back to the NFL with one of ESPN's finest NFL voices, Nicole Briscoe, Randy Scott, in for the guys, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Nicole Briscoe, Randy Scott, in for the guys, ESPN Radio. 
Uh, is uh, the, let's see the phone number eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Want to get to Mina Kimes as quickly as possible because listen, it, it, she could duck this segment like she's been ducking a ping pong matchup with yours truly, Nicole. So we just got to make sure that we get her while Nail we got her, her and Nail just her drill into the, the the news of the day. Broncos country, let's ride. Sick. It's a. I love doing so it because it's because it annoys you. It's like nails Nina, on a chalkboard. Five years, two forty five is the extension, but one hundred and sixty five is the guaranteed number. When you look at the Russell Wilson deal today, what jumps out to you? Well, first, the let's ride doesn't really have the same effect unless you say it like five times. <laughs> let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Then you really get the Nina. Russell Wilson uh, impact easily. He's easily surpassed five. It's been so fun. It's been so fun. Hours uh, of this. <laughs> Um, you got to do it in a row though, and with like weirdly weird like a uh, facial expression. But um, yeah, <laughs> yep, you know, the deal too. was kind of like kind of like written in the cards when they made the trade. Obviously, yeah. um, sending two first, two seconds. You knew that they wanted to keep him around. Otherwise, um, the deal looked pretty bad, quite <laughs> frankly. And you know, I, this is a team that has struggled a great deal with quarterback turnover since Peyton Manning left. It makes sense that they would be drawn to the. Consistency that Russell Wilson has brought um, when he's been healthy. He has uh, pretty much every season finished as a top 10 quarterback. The last year and a half, there's been some ups and downs, but also injuries. And I think as a Broncos fan, you feel pretty good about it. My only holdup would be this does take him into his mid to late 30s. And something we have seen with Wilson over the last few years, really, is every season he has scrambled less and less and uh, you know, that's a big part of his game, not just in terms of the design runs, but also he uses his legs to not only evade pass rushers, but to open up throwing lanes, which he has to because of his size. So I would want to, I mean, I would hope this season that he rebounds a little bit in terms of his ability to create, but otherwise it's a no-brainer. In terms of the quarterback market, that's what I think we've all been talking about so much today because yeah. Lamar Jackson is still just sitting there without a contract. What does this deal, in your opinion, do to what Jackson's contract eventually looks like? Well, you know, in, in standard quarterback negotiations, Nicole, it really is all about precedent. So you would say, okay, the, here's the precedent. The Sean Watson deal is an outlier with the full guarantees. Um, this is a normal quarterback contract. The guarantees went up. Your guarantees will go up, but they're still going to be um, well below what Deshaun Watson got. And I'm sure that the Ravens are citing this to Lamar Jackson as well as the Kyler Murray deal. But ultimately, uh, what it comes down to is Lamar Jackson's risk tolerance. If he feels he deserves somewhere close to Jackson in terms of guarantees, Kyler got about $190 million, Watson got $230 million fully guaranteed for those who've forgotten. Um, well, then it, it really is, for Jackson, a question of whether he's willing to play it out. This year he's on the option. Next year he'll be on his first tag. After that, you get into the Kirk Cousins no-man's land where the team can't afford to keep you anymore. And, you know, it really is, I think, a matter of risk versus reward for Jackson. And I'll tell you this, the longer he's been willing to wait, the more that reward has gone up. It has. I mean, but you talk about representing yourself and betting on yourself, as we're talking with Mina Kimes, our ESPN mm-hmm. NFL analyst. Uh, wanted to get to the unfortunate news uh, from the AFC South today out of Tennessee, where Harold Landry III tears his ACL in practice, we find out, on, on Wednesday. Obviously, his season's done, career-high 12 sacks a year ago. For a team that didn't have a lot of uh, margin for error, I, I don't want to be unkind yeah. or, or unfeeling, but it's they can compete in that division. I wonder how you view the AFC South differently, if you do at all, after news of this injury. This just makes it all the easier for the Colts. Um, and at first, as far as you know, the 
human side of this, I'm glad Harold Landry got paid before his injury. Yes. It's, it's really fortunate timing for him getting that big extension coming off of his career, a career season in terms of his pass rush productivity. But for this Titans defense, you know, this is the pass rush we last saw absolutely terrorizing Joe Burrow in the playoffs. Expectations are really high for this front. Um, and to lose Landry, it's brutal, not just because he was their best edge rusher next to Jeffrey Simmons, Nico Achi, and Bud Dupree, but also it's a really young cornerback group. And I think they're going to be good. But when you have a young cornerback group like that, and they do have really good safeties, you need that pass rush to be really, really good at the beginning. So it's a really tough blow for a team that I, I agree with you did, did not have a ton of a huge margin for error as the Colts are rising. Uh, perhaps you've heard, but we are officially a week away from the real season beginning. It's a little, little talked about, and like it's it's a buried story. But one week from tonight, we get Bills and Rams. It's the season opener. What are you most excited to see in that matchup? Oh, buddy, um, it's, it's hard to know where to begin. Um, I think one matchup that's not only going to determine how this game plays out, but really how these teams shake out over the course of the regular season will be the Bills pass rush, which of course added Von Miller, but was already extremely good and extremely deep versus the Rams offensive line that had some turnover losing Andrew Whitworth on the left side. He's being replaced by a very capable uh, Joe Noteboom and then a new starter at right guard. Um, you know, I think the, the Rams have a big advantage in terms of their wide receivers versus the Bills cornerbacks. They will not have Tredavious White. But if Matthew Stafford doesn't have time, they're not going to win this game. So I'll be watching that very closely. All right, Mina Kimes, we appreciate the time. It's a, I know it's a busy time for you personally, but also obviously in, on the NFL front. And uh, that ping pong game, whatever you want. All right, stop ducking me. Hey, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> the callback. Thank you, Mina. We appreciate the time. As always, we'll we'll talk more NFL. Uh, what second year quarterbacks are set for a, a a massive year, a big year? It's Canty and Carlin with Briscoe and Scott on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained. Poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 37-yard field goal. This is it. Insel ready. The snap's good. The whole block. The kick. Oh! The kick is good. Oh! The Mountaineers are going to try to it's take it to the lead. To the big house. John Sell the big house. 20, 15. Oh! The Mountaineers have just beaten the Michigan Wolverines. The Mount- that was September 1st, 2007. It's a 15-year anniversary of the App State upset over Michigan. Michigan third-ranked team in the country, I believe. Fifth-ranked? Hey. They, they were, were top, top five. five. Yep, yeah, Jinx, Jinx. They were top five. Um, they this was the sort of thing. It was a paycheck game, right? <laughs> yeah, I did Jinx you, Nicole? 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 <laughs> this was a this was a paycheck game. This was like you know, I'm sure App yes. State got a couple hundred grand for going up to the big house. You're gonna go sweat. It's gonna be a, like a, an easy ticket to get if you're a Michigan fan, mm-hmm. an easy win for the Michigan football team, mm-hmm. and then App State pulls off a massive. Do you remember? Upset. Like I remember standing there. Um, I don't remember what I was doing and why I wasn't know watching. What she's doing. She's doing. Mom, what she meatloaf. Doing? Someone was like, uh, App State just beat Michigan. And I was, 
I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. It's one of those shocking games. It's an early game. I remember day yes. game, broad sunlight. Probably in the twelve o'clock window, maybe the three, maybe the three thirty window. I think it was maybe somewhere with Ryan, and Ryan had a race, and that's why I wasn't I wasn't paying attention yeah. to football. I was at Wink in Fort Myers, W I N K, Southwest Florida's news leader. Don't forget it. And immediately the sports director comes running, and he's like, "Massive, massive, massive!" And it's one of those markets where like you're going to lead Miami, you're going to lead Florida, you're going to lead Florida State. That's it. What did you do? FGCU what did you do? was coming on. We led with that. Why? Because it was a top ranked, and because I think like Florida, I, I think maybe all the Florida schools are playing night games. Okay. So at six o'clock, six o'clock news, we we that was our our first sports thing. But then it was like, oh my gosh, Corey Lynch went to, I think it was ECS, like a local Christian, high school or something, like a local high school. In, he's from Fort Myers. Went to a local. His dad was a coach. Maybe still is the coach. Well, he was. So wait, a few where years was? Ago. Were his parents home, or were they, they were at the in? game? Okay. All at the game. Yeah. So. It was like, get a hold of him. We had his number because he was a coach and whatever else. And so it was just like, localize it as much as possible. But like, oh, I also remember that kid stairs, man. running out of steam after, because he blocked it and scooped it. Yeah. And then ran out of steam and was caught at like the 10 yard line, but it didn't matter. Nope. It was over. The game was over at that point. And I don't know, man. It's the type of thing that doesn't feel possible now because... The teams that get upset in these paycheck games, yeah, they're national brands. Look at it like Florida uh-huh. State, Florida State last year, but they're not top five teams. It does no, not happen to a top five true, team. this was the last true shocking event. I just remember flying the next day with a dude who'd been at the game. <laughs> full garb. Probably hadn't changed. Fif- and he was feeling fine. 15 years ago. All right, NFL football next. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speaker. However you found us, we're glad you did on this Thursday afternoon. Nailed it. She's Nicole Briscoe. I'm Randy Scott. Text watch. <laughs> Wait, today is the first of the month. And for the guys, it is. What happens? Why? What's pinch up? Pinch and a punch, first of the month. I don't know what that I is. I just know it's September and I don't know how that happens. What is pinch and a punch? What is that? It's pinch and a punch. It's the first of the month. What is that? Kick, hit and a kick for being too quick. Oh, were you one of those violent kids? That was my husband. <laughs> oh, is this an Australian thing? He teaches my kids this. I was like, no. Pinch and a punch, first of the month. Month pinch and punch and a, don't rhyme. A pinch Do they, and a punch, it's the first of the month. Yeah. Punch and month. No, it doesn't rhyme. Be Mm-mm. careful. Yep, it doesn't rhyme. Um, <laughs> Be careful there. That's good. and a kick for being so quick. That I mean, doesn't rhyme either, so. Is Australia, as a nation, like Fight Club? <laughs> no. Just as a nation. You like, have met my in-laws. There's I, nothing Fight Club about met, them. Have I met your in-laws? You totally have. I met your parents. I don't know if I met your in-laws. I met your in-laws? Super. No, yes. Wait, you no? totally have. You totally have. Did I? You mean to tell me sometime in the last, I guess there was the pandemic. Yeah. Remember they couldn't fly. They yeah. couldn't leave. They couldn't leave the island nation. No, I feel, nation and there was I a feel whole, like you've definitely met them along the what way. I, what I mean by, what I mean by. Just don't talk about it. Fight Club. Not even talk. No, no, no. Certainly not talk about it. Um, I feel like Australia has, has had for quite some time, like good pub, like good, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Paul Hogan. <laughs> That's not an eye. This is an eye. But no, no. I mean like just, it's more hard scrabble. Like you no, have to like right. fight your way out. No. I. I think it is. I'm going to say yes. I mean, lately with all the lockdowns and stuff. That's what we're talking was. See, I don't mean to make it political. Stick to sports. At RB underscore Mrs. For Nicole, at Randy Scott ESPN for me. 888-SAY-ESPN's phone number. 888-729-3776. Our friend, uh, Bill Barnwell, has a piece on ESPN, uh, the dot com here, about the best year two quarterbacks in NFL history. Not just because there is a slate mm-hmm. of them this season to keep an eye on. Um but in NFL history, the ones who have had 
historically good second seasons. And there are some great candidates here. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Carson Wentz, yes, because his second season. Yeah, Yeah. uh until he got hurt. Jared Goff, uh, Dan Marino beat the 84 Bears in his second season, went to a Super Bowl and then never made it back. Nick Foles, that's right. That was the Chip Kelly season, wasn't it? No, no, hold on, but that was the 28 touchdowns and two picks. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, it was. It was crazy. Uh, Lamar Jackson's second year. Obviously. MVP. Tom Brady. Tommy. You know, system quarterback at the time. At the time, at the time, not now. Back then he was, right? That was the year he fumbled in the snow. And Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I think you can make the argument, though, because of Joe Burrow's injury, Joe Burrow is actually just now approaching his second year. Okay. How so? Like a redshirt year? He gets a redshirt year? Kind of. I mean, how many games did he miss with a knee injury? I don't know. See, these are the questions that a lot of times you don't ask your co-host live on the air. Like, yes. sort of like give them an idea. Oh, people are listening <laughs> to this? People are listening? <laughs> no. Weird. We're not just sitting here talking? Ten, tens of I, people? I, I Obviously, I realize that it's not, it, you can argue with that. But just given the amount of time that he missed, if he's healthy this year, he had all of last year and he gets all of this year. That first year, in a lot of ways, is, is essentially a throwaway year in more ways than just that he was a rookie. He missed... He missed most of the season because of his, his knee. So mm-hmm. I just make the argument that this could be even better than last year. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, are we judging this based on individual stats? Because that's where Nick Foles makes this list. That's mm-hmm. where Lamar Jackson makes this list. Are we basing it off of team success? Because everybody else well, made it. all of I mean, the above. Mahomes, Super Bowl. Carson Wentz contributing to a Super Bowl year. Goff. Super Bowl? No, that no, wasn't. That, the Super wasn't Bowl. that wasn't. Super Dan Bowl Marino yet. Super Bowl, Brady Super Bowl, Joe Burrow Super Bowl. Like you can't have a great year as a quarterback unless you have all the pieces and parts around you. You can't. You yeah, got to have somebody catch the ball. Fair. You got to have a line unless you're Joe Burrow. Like you have to have the pieces and parts around you to hold you up, yeah. to protect you. Somebody's got to catch the ball. Like Your defense. Yeah, Brady exactly. had a historically good defense. So you've you've got to have all of that. So who are we looking at this year? Who who are who are second year quarterbacks? All right, all right. Trevor Lawrence, massive room for improvement there. Trey Lance, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and Davis Mills. Like that, we're throwing them in there. Yeah, well, Davis Mills. I'm oh, so here. Okay, Davis Mills. I'm throwing him out just no! on the fact. Yes, he plays for the Texans. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm throwing him out. Zach Wilson plays Con- for the Jets. Oh, I'm not, don't even get me started on him. My confidence was not high on him to begin with. So no. Just no. There's a song that the Lonely Island did that And then the flip of floppies? Yeah. I'm on a boat. I can't say the next word. That I think about about Zach Wilson. It was the Andy Samberg. Anything to do with BYU and Timberlake. It was it's fine. We we we'll move on. Do you remember that one? Yep, I do. Yep, that was a good one. Just came out around uh, Mother's Day, I think. Uh, So here uh, I'm gonna give you two. Mac Jones because of the coaching and Trevor Lawrence because this guy is you still have you still have Bill. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence because if I'm going to believe everyone who told me he's a generational talent. Yeah, yeah. I agree and if that. that is the case, we're going to see that this year because it's a completely different world in Jacksonville. I'm going to take your coaching point and mm-hmm. I'm going to apply it to the guy with the best offensive mind. The guy on this list with the best, best offensive mind guiding him, and that's Trey Lance. Trey Lance. It's Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan into an NFL MVP. If he can do it with a guy who's much better with his feet, who has better offensive weapons around him? Uh-huh. Debo uh-huh. Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. It sounds like everybody's high on Ayuk this year. I don't know. I could see it. Well, look at some of the best games that the NFL has to offer in Week One. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio.